I'm happy to have on the show today, Susan Lindicki. She's the founder and CEO of Avestix. They are a VC firm specializing in exponential technologies that will disrupt in- industries. What drove you to now target technologies such as AI, quantum computing, blockchain? I've been very fortunate to meet a couple of guys in Brisbane in Australia that was into blockchain technologies and Bitcoin in 2016. And I went down the rabbit hole. And when I read the white paper of the doubt, I understood that there's much more behind Bitcoin as what the as what everyone makes it out just to be a fraud. I got introduced to blockchain technologies and it just opened up a whole new world for me. And I've written that every single business in about the next 10 years will be on blockchain. There's just no dispute about it. We will be in a digital currency space where everyone will use the blockchain technology. So whether it's or public blockchains, but that will be the future. And then getting into that obviously has led me into AI technologies, as well as cybersecurities, quantum computing, and tokenization, because I strongly believe that is the future and that's where we will land up. And if you're not starting to digital transform yourself and your company, unfortunately, you will have an extend business by 2030. So I think to digitally transform and we're in this phase is really important for any company to start getting on the journey. How does one start a VC firm? Oh, a VC firm is really hard. We've been in the funding space and the finance space a long time ago. And I think this, I don't think there's a lot of bad actors in a VC space, but I think it's a little bit of both because you sit on both sides of the world. You get a lot of um, deals coming over your table because everyone's looking for money at the end of the day. But I think it is you need to ask yourself, do I got a network around me for startups? that's got interesting ideas, do I think they will be able to really become the next unicorn that's out there? What does it take to be successful? And I don't, we're always looking for really good entrepreneurs because we believe that is what the VC firm is really about. So it's how do you fund those entrepreneurs that got a big idea and that got start having traction But you also need a network of investors. If you don't have a network of investors, because it's like a match between your investors and your startups. So you need to have an extensive network and you need to understand your industry. It doesn't matter what industry you are. If you decided you want to go and have a VC firm for renewables or agriculture, I always believe you need to understand the industry that you are and have knowledge about that before you actually start funding something that you have got no idea on. How many deals do you actually have to go through before you're like, oh, okay, we're getting close to finding somebody who fits the target? Sometimes, to be quite honest, we've looked at almost a thousand deals over the last two years. And we selected, now we selected probably about five. And even if you do selected five, then you have to go through a regular your diligence process, the SEO uh, is getting more and more tough on on VC firms and on to have disclosures, what are they investing into, 
and to make sure that they do their due diligence and to make sure that the startups is going to be sustainable. There's no guarantees in any investment. No one could say anything can happen. We can have a huge economical catastrophe that's happening tomorrow and it can wipe out a lot of people. So it's really to just look at what is the best options, look at the criteria, and then we make selections from there. But I would say that it's really good to have a good network because if you've got a ne good network, you get a good deal flow that's coming out of it. And normally it takes, you can within an hour, you can assess whether it's something worthwhile to look any further into or whether you've got no interest into it. So in order for somebody to establish that network, so is it years of just building that out and telling them, hey, eventually we're going to be, be a VC firm. And so... Let's move towards that. I think that's one of the big advantages that's happening. I think in the older times, it was really more, dif much more difficult because you had to literally find somebody, set up meetings. And I think COVID has changed that. COVID has shifted so much parameters and some of industries. Now it's much easier because you can get onto Zoom, you can get onto a podcast, you can get onto YouTube. You can start literally connecting with people or you can just have your phone with our smartphones. You can be anywhere in the world. You can work anywhere. So it's not that you have to literally go see somebody to establish that relationship. So I think we see a disruption already happening in the VC space. And I think that's something that will continue because it's, it's not easy, but it's a lot easier to easily grow your, your network. I think I'm very excited because I'm part of two big AI groups and the one is to how are we going to democratize knowledge and education and that the second one is how do you actually create a platform where you can form communities through AI and then build out that idea that you want to do. So I think we're going to see an exponential increase and that will obviously to help escalate this space, but there's nothing like old fashioned at the end of the day, like pure network. And that means attending conferences, going around, talking to people. You need to be in the industry that you want to be, and you need to make that association simple. It's VC funds is mainly one thing, and that's relationships. If you can't build relationships, whether that's with your investor or your startup, or your entrepreneur, then you should not be in this space. So your five picks and these relationships you've built, what was it that the light bulb went on? Okay, these are the right five. I really believe in these. I believe in the founders. I believe in the companies. What was it that turned on for these? First of all, it's the team. Who is the team is incredibly important. I basically went through a couple of startups and working with people in a past where the team is not solid and it always breaks down. So who you surrender yourself with, who you partner yours, who you partner with are extremely important. The team are the first thing we look at. Then we're looking at what are, who are the other people that's on their boards, who are backing them. And that's sometimes a big driver as well. Then we're looking at the product and the associations with that product. And I think the fourth one is, the fourth and the fifth one is, do they got traction? Is there anyone that got 
interested in the product? Do they got contracts? Have they started to generate some revenue? And I think the last one is the founder. We place a lot of empathy on the founder as well to say, will he be able to lead this? Will he be able to take this through to a unicorn? Will he be able to do an IPO at the end of the day? Or will he be able to just do a successful exit? Because sometimes you get a lot of acquisitions out of a startup. Just look at ChatGPT. It has been bought by Microsoft for $10 billion. But this, the founders are still involved in the business. And that's the crux of the criteria that we're looking at. Is there a specific sector within this exponential technology? Or are you looking at anything that's building right in that space? So we're not looking at anything. We are very much focused on AI in the financial industry, AI in robotics. We like the autonomous, we cybersecurity, identification, blockchain, like I said, which will disrupt real estate, private equity funds. So those are the main sectors that we're looking at. I would say anything to do with finance, blockchain technology, but we will look at anything outside of it as well. So like I said, I had the privilege to be involved in a big AI in terms of knowledge and education. And it's always been something that's close to my heart. And I, I, I strongly believe it's something that needs to be disrupted. Our education system worldwide is broken. And I'm strongly believing that we need to do something and yeah, be very happy to be part of that. Yeah, so a lot in the fintech and robotics and then the education space, I agree with you completely. There is so much opportunity to improve around that sector. I think the biggest thing is, and we originally from South Africa as well, is in terms of, I had yesterday a conversation with somebody and she's a medical doctor and I actually want to do something to help people that's in rural Africa and our roots are from South Africa originally. So it is, how do you use AI for somebody sitting in a rural area that wants to learn about a scientist or want to become a scientist doctor. It's just so difficult for that person. And I think with AI, that will be possible. I think it will be possible through education, changing the way that we learn to make that possible, which was previously impossible. So it is when you start looking at how do I really change the status quo? How do we do it? How do we do the then, yeah, that's what, that, I think that's what's actually drive me is to actually look at it and to say, how can we make a difference for humanity? How can we inspire somebody in a rural city that got hardly any water and, and electricity and how can we make a difference? Yeah, definitely making the difference in the communities with this type of technology. Now, I would say we're in a bit of an AI hype cycle right now. 100%, yeah. It's like everything goes through a hype phase where everyone, I mean, if you look at AI, AI has not come from yesterday. It's been years in development. And I think the last couple of years, obviously, it had tremendous technology innovation. And I think ChatGPT was the first to come out or open AI to actually just break that phenomenal. And if you look at, I think within one month, I had over a million subscribers. But yes, maybe tomorrow the next hype will be quantum computerings, whatever it might be. So I think everything goes through that hype. 
but we always look at what is sustainability and what is it that that will be there in the next 10 years, or that will be there in the next 15 years. What will be those technologies? It's not just a note. But one thing I can tell you is AI are definitely here to stay. It's going to disrupt probably 75% of people's working job, manual jobs. And it's not people is so afraid of AI is going to take away their jobs, but through AI, new jobs will be created. The thing is that you have to work with AI and be able to adapt to actually make sure that you got that you got the that you got a possibility for not to be disrupted by AI in the future. So that's your advice to the broad audience. It's learn it, understand it, so that way you're ready for what comes next. Absolutely, yeah. Because if you're not going to do that, you're going to be you're going to be without a business, but AI is absolutely going to disrupt you. If you're not going to start looking into it, be starting to just play with it. I would think that's the big thing. Don't fear it, but just start playing with ChatGPT, play and see what's happening. And yeah, that will provide you with the best opportunities to actually to conquer the future. What are your favorite tools that you're playing with right now? Like your top three? So we, I would say definitely JavaScript. So we're doing quite some coding in terms of JavaScript. We obviously chat GPT. I just call him my chitty chat. I've already named it because I can just literally ask it anything and it can arrive within seconds. It can give me my answer, whatever I want to be. I think then basically a personalized chatbot as well that will become like your VA. I think that's a couple of it, but we also look into, we're also um, busy with blockchain technology and tokenization, obviously. So those, I would say, is the top five at this stage. Well, Susan, if our <laughs> listeners wanted to reach out because they have a company that they want investment in or investors wanted to look into you or anything like that, how could they get in touch? So we got a website, which is www.abestix.com and it's A for Apple, V for Victor, Eco, X for And there's on our about page, there's information they can fill in a contact form and we will be able to get in contact with them. Perfect. Thank you, Susan, for coming on the show. And thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki, and we'll see you next time.